It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome as we get you ready for today's game against the Bruins. Another stiff challenge for the Sharks as they conclude their season-opening four-game homestand. We've got a great show for you today. We are going to start off with an interview with Sharks defenseman Matt Benning, and then we are going to talk to Bob Beers, the radio color commentator for the Bruins. All right, let's get into it with Matt Benning. All right, well, we've got uh, Matt Benning of the San Jose Sharks joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. Uh, Mr. Benning, man, you're off to a, a hell of a start to your season, man, but I, I know how you are. There's no wins there. Do you care that you're playing well, or are you just kind of like, nah, man, we can talk about it when there are wins on the board? Yeah, I think I think it's both. I think, you know, as individuals on a team, although it's a team sport, you know, individually you got to put out your best and to give, you know, the team the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, myself had an okay start. You know, I'm, I'm still looking to, to add more and, and be more effective and, you know, which will help, you know, get us out of our zone. You know, get the Fords of pucks, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, we're always looking for wins. It's a, it's a, you know, a win league. It's that's yeah. that's all you're looking for. And I think you know, most of us in the league will will give up personal success for you know for a team win. So, you know, there's some positives that we, we took out of the first three games against you know some really good teams, but myself included, there's a lot of us you know looking for more. I mean, last year, and we even heard Hurdle talk about this after game one, you guys often played your best hockey against some of the best teams in the NHL, which I'm sure is a two-sided coin. It's like, yeah, we can do that. You got to do it against everybody. But do you look at that encouraging aspect right here from the start? It's like, hey, we went toe-to-toe with the last two cup champions, and you're right there in it until you know you got later into the third period against Carolina. Yeah, like I said, there's there's definitely some positives to take out of it. You know, we're right there with some some of the big teams, and and we we know we didn't have our best, you know, in a lot of those games, and so you know, there's there's definitely room to build. Um, definitely, you know, some positives to take out of it. But you know, our team defense has been a lot better. Just you know, not giving up crazy opportunities. Mm-hmm. You, you know, yes, they've had shots. You know, Colorado's a team that shoots the puck a lot. Same with Carolina. Um, so you know, those, that's going to happen. But you know, limiting those those you know top end scoring opportunities. Yeah. Well, the Carolina line of game in particular man like you guys did a really good job of shuttling them to the outside but that's interesting because they kind of at the first bit of every period they come at you guys in waves like they they run they know they're fast and you guys were able to absorb it and push them to the outside Vegas it looked like you guys were doing a really good job of getting bodies on guys pushing them off the puck contesting everything they were doing and last night that's what head coach David Quinn said you guys weren't doing as well how do you rectify that from one game to the next yeah, for sure. I, I, last night I didn't think we had it, and uh, you know, I think it's dependent on the team. You know, Carolina's a very you know in-your-face team, skate hard. You know, everything's a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think we got a little overwhelmed or you know nervous nervous about that. Um, you know, so going forward, you know, moving on to Boston and, and ten teams coming up. Um, you know, we worked on it today in practice, just, you know, having confidence and, and mm-hmm. winning those one-on-one battles. And, you know, I, I think, you know, in our own zone, we can 
like you mentioned, we did a good job in keeping teams to the outside. But um, you know, once once we get somebody caught up on the boards or you know get get a play stalled, that that's when we need to pounce and look for an opportunity to get out of the zone. Going back to the Colorado game, you guys had some awesome plays on the PK, and you had one goal line clearance. Did you recognize how good of a play that was until you saw the replay, or did you know in real time you're like, "Ooh, I got that. I barely got that." Yeah, there's you know, I, th I think it it happened so fast that you're just you know looking for an opportunity to to clear the puck as best as you can, and um, you know their their best players are out there trying to make plays, mm -hmm. and they're paid to do that. So um, you know, whatever I can do to you know block a shot or get a puck out or, you know, intercept a pass or make, you know, even make, you know, their forwards have a, have a tough shot. Um, all those are those are the kinds of things that we're, we're looking to do in the penalty kill. I, I imagine the penalty kill is kind of fun because it's like that that challenge aspect of the game where it's like, all right, you guys have the man advantage. You know, you should be able to score on us, but we're not going to let you. Like that's, I, I imagine like that's got to be kind of a little bit counterintuitive because obviously it's a great challenge, but also it must be kind of fun because you just get to go all out on defending and get the puck out of the zone. Yeah, it's definitely a different mindset. You know, you're you're trying to block a lot of shots. You're, you know, limiting them to you know bad shot opportunities, and um, you know I think especially our our penalty kill group is uh, you know takes that that challenge uh, to heart, and you know we're we're very proud and proud of, of you know our, the job that we do, and you know just with the penalty kill last year being a, being a you know a positive for us for mm -hmm. a lot of the year, um, we're looking to continue that with this year, and you know it's exciting to go out there against you know the guys that make the big bucks and, and are you know paid to, to score on, on those opportunities. Yeah, no, it was it was fun to watch in that Colorado game in particular, and then the game last night. You know, they were blowing the whistle a lot, and I won't make you expound upon that, but that does set up to me, in my opinion, for a very difficult situation because you're just gassed. You're out there, you're constantly trying to kill. Also, the game loses its flow a lot that way when they're constantly calling the penalties, and then yeah. you know, just it's not a. I mean, I look even when the game came to an end, it was later than usual. Like it slowed down the game literally. Yeah, big time. Um, you know, power plays, penalty kills. There's there's some guys that you know only power play only penalty kill and then there's some guys that you know don't do either so like you said the game can get choppy and guys can sit on the bench for a long time get out of their groove you know it's nice when you're you know rolling rolling lines over and over and guys kind of feel good about that mm -hmm. and 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 you know gets get some momentum that way um, but yeah last night there's a lot of penalties you know both ways and you know when they're when they get their opportunities they're going to score eventually it's a lot of times just a numbers game mm -hmm. you know on the kill we're trying to do as best as we can you know to to, to stop them but you know they're going to get opportunities they're good players they're going to score so um, you know last night was you know even both ways it was you know a lot of power plays for us a lot of penalty kills for us yeah. and you know the results is a bunch of power play goals each way. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I mean, that's it was just an interesting game to watch because it didn't have the normal flow to it. It was, you know, up and down. Um, but I mean, I, I think that that was something that David Quinn talked about after game one, said the shoulders slumped a little bit after the goal late in the second period. But you guys go up one nothing last night and you go down, but then you come back, you take the three two lead. You're carrying it into the third period. And I think that's, you know, even though it didn't end the way you guys wanted it to, like it's still you played a solid game longer into the game than you did against Vegas. Colorado game was a little different. You also had your goalie standing on his head, making some remarkable plays. Um, but I, I mean, I figure it's like you got to be looking for the little things that are improving. And you can say, OK, the, the Colorado game, a little bit of an aberration because there's just so many shots getting put up. But, you know, from game one to game three, you can be like, hey, we held this. We had a lead going into the third period and you had your best offensive output as a team. 
Yeah, for sure. It was nice to get you know some goals. You know, get the power play going a little bit. Um, you know, I still think that you know everybody in, in the locker room knows that you know we got more. We got more offensively. Um, you know, we've been defending a lot. Uh, so you know, just just getting the puck up. You know, sustaining a forecheck, creating momentum. You know, shift after shift in that offensive mm-hmm. zone is definitely big. Um, so you know, we're you know, there's a lot of new guys in that dressing room, similar to last year when I you know when when I and my, a bunch of other guys came in. And, you know, it's going to take some time just to get the, the mojo and, you know, who likes playing with who, um, some some of that stuff. So, um, you know, it's I, th- I think that, uh, you know, we had a good day of practice today, took a step forward, and we're excited for the opportunity tomorrow. How good is it just to have the season back rolling again? Because I know that, you know, the summer, the break is probably nice when you get there and the season's long. We all know that. Your bodies need a break. But I imagine that once you're probably like a little bit into training camp, you're like, I just want the season to be here. Yeah, most definitely training camp, and I think as the summer winds down, you get into early August, you're kind of already into that mind mm-hmm. of, hey, it's it's season time starting, and, you know, skates ramp up, and everything kind of ramps up, so, you know, for me, by early August, you know, I'm I'm already looking like, hey, let's get the season going, <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's exciting to kind of get in the groove, playing it every other day, yeah. you know, traveling, um, you know, getting into that routine, routine is nice. Yeah, and I imagine now with the road trip looming, this will be the first extended opportunity for you guys to kind of get to know each other on the road, especially with a lot of the newer guys who it's like, yeah, you did the preseason trips, but that's not the same as being out for an extended period of time. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of time, you know, spent with, with your teammates. And um, like I touched on earlier, a lot, of, a lot of new faces in the locker room. So, you know, I think for us, it's, it's a, you know, it's going to be a fun opportunity to get to know guys, um, you know, talk to each other on the plane, yeah. play some cards, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, that's, that's an exciting part of, of road trips for sure. When you get out on the road, do you have spots like restaurants you know you want to hit up when you get into places? Yeah, there's some foodies on our team. Uh, you know, we <laughs> lost a couple foodies uh, from last year to this year, but you know, there's definitely definitely some spots um, that you know guys have been to a bunch of times. So, um, you know, I'm always excited to try to try new things. You know, one other one other time, are you going to be able to travel? Uh, you know, be in a different city. You know, forty whatever, forty two different times, and yeah. um, you know, for us, that's that's exciting. Nice man. Well, you're having a killer start to the season, man. Keep it up, and I'll be bugging you again soon. All right. Awesome. Thanks. And from there, we are going to bring in Bob Beers, longtime color commentator for the Boston Bruins. Bob, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm enjoying California. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, man. This is uh, this is our uh, our last uh, bit of um, you know some nice weather here. This is probably the last heat wave, uh, so it'll start cooling off and raining soon enough, so we can enjoy it for the time being. Um, you know, I I would. Not to be antagonistic, I would say, did you enjoy your your off season? But I'm sure you, like many of the Bruins fan base, probably felt that it started a bit too soon, right? Oh, I mean, that's an understatement. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's still. I mean, they're trying to move on, but I, I also believe that you know you just don't move on from something like that. Um, you know, they were favored, obviously. Um, they they made a bunch of deals at the deadline, bring in quality players, and, and those players played well in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Uh, it was it was just some uncharacteristic things that went on. Now, not taking anything away from the Florida Panthers, but the Bruins thought that they they had just had a, a few guys that made some really uncharacteristic mistakes at key and critical times throughout that series. I mean, they were up three games to one, and, and um, you know they usually they close that out whether it's in a game or whether it's a series. And um, who knows what happens after that, but. Yeah, it ended way too soon, and and I'm sure and I hope that it doesn't sit well with a lot of guys that were here last year. 
I immediately made the probably lazy comparison, but it was the one that immediately jumped to the front of my mind was that, well, look at what happened to Tampa in the 2018-2019 season. They were out in the first round when it looked like they were world beaters. And we've seen this happen with with other teams in other sports where that, you know, it, it might not happen immediately in that year where the regular season is just a dream, but it happens the year after. Did people, you know, do people default to that way of thinking or is it just kind of like, nah, that's, you know, may have happened for other teams, but it's time to move on. And this, this is an independent season, regardless of what happened last year. Yeah. And then the other example of, you know, people draw on is the Vegas Golden Knights didn't make the playoffs two years ago right. in this past year, they, they, they go on and win. So, you know, you, if, if you can use that as motivation, if that's what you need for motivation, then by all means. But the, the one thing that's different, I think, in both of those cases um, is that th- there was a tremendous amount of turnover from the Bruins lineup from last year. Uh, there are a number of guys that were in the lineup last season and played key roles that are not here anymore. And, you know, right down the middle with Bergeron and David Krejci, which I'm sure you were going to get to anyhow, uh, retiring. And then, you know, a couple of the trade Taylor Hall, you know, and the guys that they picked up at the deadline all left for different teams. So they also lost a defenseman or two. So it's it's a very different um, looking lineup. I mean, tonight, for example, there's going to be five new faces that were not here last year playing in the forward position. So that's almost half the forwards. And you got one one new defenseman, and that's Kevin Shattenkirk. And the two guys that are healthy scratches are also new faces. So you, you've got nine new faces or eight new faces, whatever that is. Uh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And it's, and they're they're trying to incorporate them into this lineup. And they haven't played very much, you know, because of the trip out here. They they've had a few days off up between the, the last game and this one. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Now we'll play three games in four days on this um, on the California swing here. Just I guess moving on from Patrice Bergeron in general. I mean that just. You know, a, a titan of Bruins legacy. I, that's not something that happens easily. I mean, we can make the comparisons in San Jose of moving on from a from a Marlowe and a Jumbo and a Pavelski. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, as are those other guys that you just mentioned. Um, it, it's uh, yeah, it, we we celebrated the Bruins celebrated a hundred years. This is the hundredth year for them, and last week was a week of celebrations. Like you know, they had a couple of parties, they had a lot of luminaries then and it's, it was interesting you know just you know Bergeron's there as a as a former player now and it's it's kind of hard to sink in when you see those first couple of games and he's not out there and of course Krejci's not out there Bergeron six Celtics you know that's never been done set a record there he's um he's the consummate professional everybody looked up to him you know the, the respect level was off the charts for him not only just in, in the Bruins lineup in that locker room but I, I think around the league uh anybody that's met him you know there, there's never been a bad words said about him you know at least that i've heard uh you gotta dig you gotta dig pretty deep to find find any faults with him he's just he's a real quality human being on and off the ice yeah no and i mean that's the what i always point to um you know with these you know titans of industry in the nhl a team like the bruins is the people that populates uh you know the the stars the legacy the members and you know it's so to me as someone who's a you know a student of the history of sport beyond being a fan i mean that doesn't happen by accident we talk about these players that are that are on the bruins these legends and like that that's how it is for a reason yes um you know i mean we, we you know i was standing in a room and, um and there was a picture being taken it was you know it, it was uh bork it was bobby orr and it was brad park um <laughs> you know what i mean i three all the fame uh, defensemen. If I could have gotten Char in there, I guess it would have been it would have, it would have um, topped it off. But 
Um, by the way, Bobby Orr, uh, this day in history, 1966, played his first NHL game for the Bruins. So really? <laughs> that was something that, uh, that you know, the Bruins put out on Twitter uh, this morning. But, um, you know, all those guys in the same room, and, and I'm, you know, I don't want to, I'll be leaving a ton of guys out, but there were a lot of former Stanley Cup champions in there. There were, you know, from the 70s teams, um, all the eras were, well, not all of them, but a lot of the eras were represented. Uh, it, it was really a, a fun week with those guys. Yeah, no, that's, that's very cool. I, I'm, you know, that whole idea of culture, because I, I would compare it here to the uh, the 49ers in particular in the Bay Area because there's a lot of a lot of history, a lot of legacy. They try to keep with them to extend from one era to another. And, you know, the Sharks are obviously a little bit younger, so it's hard to make that direct comparison. But people do point to what Doug Wilson previously was able to establish here. And we saw the, you know, the huge names, the, you know, like I said, Joe Thornton, who, of course, is familiar with Boston and, you know, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Pavelski, etc. Is that... How much of that legacy is constantly part of the narrative with the Bruins? Because from being on the left coast, I was nine years old when the Sharks began. But, you know, growing up, I remember looking to the Bruins and thinking of them like, you know, the original six teams is just thinking like, boy, there's a lot of history there. It feels like it's it's always part of the narrative. I I think so. I mean, you know, I I wasn't born in Boston, but I've been there since the late 80s Mm -hmm. and you know, we have a we have a really good alumni network. Um, a lot of the guys that played, whether it was in the 70s or 80s or 90s for that matter, they have settled in that Boston area. So we've got a nice big alumni uh, network. Um, you know, I, I got a chance to meet my heroes, right? Watching, you know, the, you know the Bruins play in the 70s. I guess I wasn't from there, but they were so good, right? So you and, and you, you had to watch them whenever you could. You couldn't watch a lot of games at that time, but you collected trading cards, you know, everything else. You're you know, trying to get information on them and, and being a huge fan, just like I was. But now you get a chance to go on the ice with them and skate with them a little bit. Most of those guys are retired now from the alumni team, but um, um, it's 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 cool to you know just be able to see them around a lot now. And uh, now that it's been 100 years, I think this this whole season is going to be like a season of celebration. They're going to have different era nights, and um, it'll be nice to see a lot of the guys again come out on the ice and be honored. You know, what's your take on where the Sharks are right now? Because they are, you know, whatever re terminology you want to use, whether it's rebuild, whether it's reset, whether it's retool, uh, they are going through it right now. They've been pretty competitive in each of their first three games. Uh, you know, the game against Carolina got a bit away from them, but they, you know, went toe to toe with, you know, uh, Vegas through the first, you know, roughly 38 minutes of that one. And then, you know, as really good teams do, they found an opening and quickly took advantage in about 90 seconds and went from one, one to three, one. And then, you know, it went to a shootout against uh, against Colorado, you know, the the team the year before that was the Stanley Cup champion. So where where do you view San Jose right now? Um, well, definitely what the word you were looking for. I'm not sure what they're terming it out here, but there's certainly a lot of that. I mean, Eric Carlson getting traded is huge after winning an Oilers trophy. Um, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of rumors out there and where, he, you know, that he was going to get traded. But uh, that was um I know that he kind of asked for it, I believe. I think if I have my, my facts straight, mm-hmm. but uh, that was that was um, still a little bit of a surprise, you know, uh, you know, just the contract and everything else that he had, and, you know, teams being able to fit it with the cap not going up until next year or not going up significantly until next year. So um, certainly you can see the direction they're going. I, I mean, the one thing you can always have from from a team is the effort. And as long as that effort's there and you're seeing the improvement, you know, David Quinn's a good coach and he can, you know, he can coach them up a, a bit and you get the goaltending, then you're going to be in most games and have a chance. And, and I think that I th- anybody can beat anybody in this league. You know, can you do it on a consistent basis? You know, that's a different story. That's a different question. But um, I, I saw the Sharks game the other day against Carolina. I was going to have one eye on it when I talk to people. But, you know, we saw some of that game and, and um, you know, I've heard, you know, read about the other games that they have played. And, 
you know, I know that they kept it competitive, certainly a great goaltending performance against Colorado, mm-hmm. certainly right with, uh, I think it was 51 saves or whatever it was. So, you know, if you get that goaltending, they keep you in games a lot. And even uh, I'll just, I'll take it back to the Bruins real quickly though. It, the goaltending has been outstanding for the first two games. And when there's been breakdowns, the goaltending has come up big. And, and that, that's been, I think if they can cover for mistakes that are made, you know, it gives, it gives the, the team in front of them a lot of confidence. Bob, I will let you go because I know you got stuff to do ahead of tonight's game, but I appreciate your time and I look forward to bugging you again soon when the Sharks and Bruins meet again. All right. Sounds great. Good luck this season. Thanks for having me. Again, that is Bruins radio color commentator Bob Beers joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. We are all out of time. Join us at 7 for pregame coverage as the Sharks get ready to take on the Bruins. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.